Ladies and gentlemen, here's In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin, and with me in the studio is Daniel Hill, who is the CEO and co-founder of Aquavio. Aquavio. <laughs> I can never get this right. Hi, Daniel. Nice to meet you, Shirley. All right, so am I saying it right? Aquavio. Yes, Aquavio. Okay. Yeah, we're we are in the business of uh, building smart beverage dispensing devices that are IoT connected or connected to the cloud. And they allow people to not only get healthier water, which is alkaline and hydrogen water that is, is particularly antioxidant, um, but also let them personalize it and put in exciting flavors, but nutritional ingredients like uh, vitamins, electrolytes, uh, turn it into an energy drink or other ingredients to make it personalized. So you can get your full health beverage, not just water, from a smart machine. Right. It sounds really, really amazing, okay, what you do. But before we get to all that, though, I want uh, you know my audience to know just what kind of background Daniel is from. Um, he's from Germany, actually, and he's only been here in Taiwan three years. Um, but prior to this whole water, you know, like dispenser kind of awesome personalized business, um, he was doing something else. Um, so let's go way back. Um, what you started off um, after, I guess, I don't know, after graduate from college? Oh. What was your first job? I could say maybe I, I never really had a real job, but <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I studied pharmacy originally in Germany. Um, I never finished it. And that time when I studied pharmacy, I became a bodybuilding world champion at the young age of 21 at that time. Wait, you're going too fast. Why did you study pharmacy? I guess I've always been quite curious on how the body works and how to, uh, I would say, for out of that hobby of training in the gym and manipulating your body to um, better performance and be a better athlete. And it's, it's much about biohacking and understanding how nutrition works. And pharmacy is, is kind of, in that sense, co directly connected. So you learn a lot from that. That's why you understand so much about, you know, what exactly is clean, really healthy kind of water. I get it now. I get a connection. But we'll get to that later. Um, so, but the bodybuilding part, I guess you've always been very conscious about your health, about um, working out, you know, and um, building muscles and all that. Is, is that right? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say when, when you get to that level where it's professional sport, it's not so much anymore about health. But... The principles on how to be a athlete on a world-class level and the principle that goes about how to bring your body to the healthiest possible state are going by the same principles so um, or similar principles. So you just have to um, shift your focus or what's your clear target. And obviously at that time my clear target was I want to be on stage, I want to win contests and shows which um, worked in, in that sense that I got that title of the world championship. And um, from there on, I moved on to uh, the United States. I got invited by Edward Connors, who was the co-founder of Gold's Gym International. I mean, this bodybuilding thing, were you talked into it? Or is it something you watched as a kid or as a young man that one day I'm going to become one of those bodybuilding champions? 
It started when I was 14 years old. Uh, that was basically the first time I was exposed to, uh, I would say, strength training. Uh, I played handball at the time. Um, I, I guess in Germany, all all boys are either playing soccer or handball. <laughs> and so being exposed to strength training, which is kind of that teenage age where they start introducing a little bit that physical strength is helpful, that's um, where I got fascinated by um, training in the gym and using weights. Um, and then seeing the progression and seeing your, your body change and react on the stimulus from that weight training, that was just a very exciting experience. And um, once you're getting captured by these images, I guess at that time it was 2000 around that time. Mm -hmm. So I, I still looked at these pictures of Arnold that were on posters in the gym. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> and once you're in that kind of field, the, the obvious dream is I want to be like that guy. I want to go from, he came from Austria, but Germany is close enough, so I wanted to, to come to the mecca of bodybuilding in Los Angeles as well. And that dream came true after that world championship and the support from Edward Connors. Wow. I mean, your parents must have been proud of you. <laughs> but you know what? I can understand what you mean that when you started doing strength training, and I actually I was a member of a pretty good gym. It was a small gym, nothing significant. But the person who started it was actually, he used to be like in the U.S. military. So the training he was giving was like really substantial. And I really felt good about myself. And um, because I felt good about myself, you know, like after the strength training, you soar all over it and you feel your muscles building up. And I, it's like, yeah, I wanted to be there three times a week. And my husband and I, we were doing good. We were like going every Monday, Wednesday and Friday because you just want to just, you know, just feel like it was all worth the effort. So you don't want to lose all that muscle. So you really try to keep it up, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week for not very long, but, <laughs> but you know, um, yeah, I know what the, how that feels. Not that I want to become like Schwarzenegger, but, you know, it, it really did make me feel like, wow, I felt really good about myself. I, I think it can really become addictive, like you describe it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's something that can be such a rewarding feeling to have an outlet from the, I would say, the, the regular world where you, you are completely in control of it. Because mm. everything you do, it's it's it has a direct result if you do it right, and so it it can it can pull you in. <laughs> For me, it was the case. And once you win the first couple shows on an amateur level, which was in my case when I was 18 years old, you just want to continuously improve. <laughs> and the goal was yeah. then the world championship and become a professional. And well, I mean, it brought me to the point that I even dropped out of college and didn't finish my right. my university studies because there was simply that opportunity, being the youngest professional at the time back then. And um, that was also, I guess, in another point of view, maybe even a little bit shocking to my parents. Oh, not I was finishing. just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> the opportunity, of course, having that experience at 21 to follow your dream and be in California, right there in the center of bodybuilding, the bodybuilding epicenter, so to speak. Yeah. It was a tremendous experience, including mm -hmm. traveling the world um, for these various supplement and clothing and oh. uh, sponsors that you're having. Or Not exactly for competitions, but just for 
uh, endorsing all the different brands that you were representing? That's correct. Oh, um, and you got to travel the world. Oh, wow. They, okay. they basically send you ra- around on these um, contractual obligations to promote their products. And then you have this yeah, exposure to so many places, always very short trips. So it's not like a long vacation, but right. at least you see a lot of places. And um, I think it's, it's a very valuable part of my life because it, it made me drop the fear of uh, relocating or going wherever the road takes me. And ultimately, I mean, it took me now to Taiwan, so <laughs> I had a not a hard time to adapt. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. I'm speaking with Daniel Hill, the CEO and co-founder of Aquavil, which is a service that provides healthier and personalized hydration by IoT smart beverage equipment. Why did you not continue with the bodybuilding? Well, I, I, I did it for five years on a professional level on stage. And as I mentioned, it was a nice time with a lot of experiences and the traveling was the most valuable experience for me. But uh, it was not particularly that fulfilling because it's a very egocentric um, mm. sport, I would say. And you you become this public figure that people think they know, but nobody really knows you. And you're just representing certain products and promoting them. So it's, it's, it's always about, you, you know, use this, do that, and you can grow more muscle like me and... It's a very surface level uh, mm. connection that you get with uh, your audience, I would say. So when I was in that field, though, I realized that it's not only these nutritional products that have a big impact on how to change your physique, improve your physique, or if you're looking at a broader context, uh, improve your health. But it's mainly also the water because mm. that's the carrier of all substances into the cells. So analyzing that and being on that world level in bodybuilding, you want to maximize um, all the potential benefits that you can have uh, for your career gain. And um, that's where I've seen there's so much you can do with water. And the physical properties of water have such a tremendous impact. So I, I searched for um, the best quality water in that sense for my goals of supplying my body or my cells with nutrition. Sorry, were you feeling something not right about your body? That's why you you, you turned your attention to thinking that maybe it has to do with the, the problem with the water that you were drinking? Um, I would say the, the principle in bodybuilding in general is how do I get as much nutrients into the muscle? Okay. That's that's uh, your training, you're pumping blood into the muscle, the nutrients have to be in the blood, and the more you get nutrition squeezed into the muscle, the more you can build. Mm. Um, and that's the concept of bioavailability, and I, I came across a water treatment technology that is called water ionization, which creates a higher alkalinity in the water and also enriches the water with um, hydrogen and therefore makes it antioxidative. Uh, uh, you Googled it? That's how you realized this thing about water quality? I, I, I would say back in the days, it was really an insider, especially in the Western world. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a long time around uh, technology, but it's still pretty unknown. 
And it's not so much the uh, concept of the safety of the water, but the post-treatment on how to functionally increase the um, abilities of this kind of water. Mm-hmm. And that was a major inspiration. And it sounded so promising that I, I was even skeptical in the beginning myself. But there's nothing to lose um, in my eyes. And therefore, I, I even spent a couple thousand US dollar for such a high-end device mm-hmm. as it was, so to speak, supporting my job wow. as, a, as an athlete. Um, I was just thinking that, you know, at my job, um, doing radio, I actually drink a lot of water probably when I'm at work because it affects my voice, you know. I'm, and in fact, I have to drink hot water in order to clear my throat and continue recording my show, whatever, or do the news. Um, and you think that, and at home, I have water purifier. And you just think that, well, that's good enough. And you feel safe drinking that water because it's purified. Because we all know that Taiwan's water can be hard. But now that you're saying that, you know, I think at the time you were saying that you realized that the water wasn't as healthy as, you know, the, I don't know, the company says that it, it does or whatever. And I'm going like, what? I mean, is it's not enough just, you know, getting your water purified, but actually there's more to water, which I'm only learning for the first time from you. It, I think you're right. There's still very little people that really know about the importance of water itself and, you know, just um, the kind of nutrient you can get out of water uh, for yeah. doing the right thing. I mean, I mean, water is such a fascinating topic that it's so unexplored. And I mean, th- that's the one aspect that, scientists in that field even clearly state um, that the one thing we know is there is so much we don't know about water because it's so highly underappreciated in some sense. Mm. Taken for granted. Taken for granted and safety is the only thing. I mean, it's very important that we drink water that is free from pollution or as, as free as possible. But then at the same time, when we look even in nature, we can see there are so many different quality aspects of water. We even can take it to an extreme and we can look into these so-called healing springs that we find in specific places in the world. Things you don't learn in school, things you don't know, period, until you meet people who care about everybody's health and lifestyle like Daniel Hill. To learn more about Aquaville and what benefits it has in creating the best kind of water for you, don't miss out on the second part of this interview in next week's In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin.